We're back. We are. Uh, well, in a uh, in a departure from our regularly scheduled programming, uh, we decided to uh, have a, a few well bonus episodes implies that they're gifts. Mm. Uh, it is. It is the season. Yes, uh, they are a gift to anyone but Tren. <laughs> Um, long story short, we were all set up to pod, and then Trin came down with a nasty cold, and the uh, burglar alarm directly outside my window went off once every 25 seconds for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we had to get that sorted. Uh, that was not fun. But it is sorted now, So we, but we've unfortunately, we don't have enough time to do a whole 24-hour recording session, so we decided we'd do a couple of bonus episodes. Um so, uh, for this Christmas season, uh, 24 BPP will be doing films. Yeah, we'll be presenting the 24 Extended Universe, mm. uh, which is to say things that are either f- quite closely or quite vaguely related. Mm. Uh, so, we watched The Girl Next Door. Uh, the 2004 raunchy rom-com The Girl Next Door um, Why did we do this? Um, because we were dropped on our heads as children <laughs> It's because Kim's in it baby! Yes. It's Kim's porn audition! The titular Girl Next Door is played by Alicia Cuthbert, better known as Kim Kim Bauer and She's in peril again! Oh, but this is more of a moral peril I, I love this, right? Her soul because, is in peril. Mm, she ha- she manages to be imperiled for like half the film. It's pure Kim content. Uh, it well, it, it, if you are familiar with rom coms of the early two thousands, then you will already have alarm bells going off. Mm. Uh, if you are familiar with this, then uh, with this particular film, then may I advise you to make better choices. Mm. Thank you to the person who recommended this to us yes. as a bonus episode. Because, um, dear God, I nearly had an aneurysm at points during this. Does it be like, you thought me screaming at David Palmer was bad? Like, I, I, I was, I was so angry. And this got me from naught to angry within like an hour, which Twenty Four has never managed to do. Like, the premise of this flick is: what if high schooler saw Girl Next Door? But she had done a porno. Yeah. Uh, th- what I have described there is both that manages to encapsulate the entire plot of the film and also not even scratch the surface. Yeah. God. Okay. So should we break this down? Yeah. This film has scrambled my head because it's like, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be in some areas, and in other areas, it just completely loses it. Like, oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. To uh, to give you a, a hint of uh, how our feelings may develop, um, I was positively actually quite pleasantly surprised by this film. Um, with my obligatory letterbox rating, I ended up giving it one, one and a half stars. Mm. Uh, like it's not good. But I, I went in expecting it to be one star. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to the film for getting that extra half a star out of me, like, yeah. like wringing blood from a stone. Mm. Uh, the film does start with 
well, the initial, the very first shots are, you know, close-ups of your, you know, the lipstick being put on and your hair being sort of coquettishly you know, brushed off a shoulder and, you know, someone shifting their weight. They're like, like this? Like, yes, yes, but you... Yeah, shift yourself like that. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, and it turns out, <laughs> oh, we're not watching a pornography film. Uh, we're watching students get ready for their high school yearbook photos. Oh, yeah. Um, which begins, uh, well, the film will have... Oi, street cleaners, piss off. We've been dealing with the alarm for weeks. Yeah, you. In your loud truck. Fuck off. Well, we could have avoided all this if we are right after the film, gone into recording, and we, if we hadn't needed about 45 minutes to just kind of decompress yeah. after that. My God. Fucking hell. Right. Uh, so, yeah, they're doing, they're doing yearbook shit. Um, and we meet our, we meet oh. our, our lad, the, uh, Michael, who... Um, oh, his name is Michael Kidman. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the moment that, it call, that I see that his last name is Kidman... Uh, in my notes, I start referring to him as the child man. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Just, the, the only difference is that sometimes I call him the child man, and other times I call him child hyphen man, as if he was a mild-mannered reporter that was bitten by a radioactive child. <laughs> <laughs> He's... Oh. Uh, At it, this it, point, right, so, so it just flicks through, like, a bunch of, like, shots of, like... Stereotypical high school people, oh, but ever, everyone's like jocks, going, everyone's, you know, saying, band. everyone's saying, everyone's uh, saying, the thing I'll remember most about this year is, and then the thing that they'll remember, and Under Pressure by fucking David Bowie and goddamn Queen is playing, yeah, one of my all time favorite songs. Mm. And this is, um, you know, you know, A Clockwork Orange, uh, yes, you know how they have that aversion therapy and. You know, to make him not want to do violence. Mm. But then to his horror, he realizes that the video is soundtracked to Beethoven. Mm. So he's actually going to also have a, you know, a vicious you know, negative reaction anytime he hears Beethoven. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Similarly, once I... Uh, once you know, the, the camera fades in on these chodes in the... Yeah, on their skateboards and in their matching American football outfits. And I hear the... Under pressure, up and down on me. I already... Be- my, my fingers began to grip into the leather sofa. <laughs> I thought, it's sin. Uh, um, yeah, anyway, child man, um, he, he doesn't know what to put in his yearbook, right? Because he's a very anxious boy who looks about 25. Well, Every, everyone in the school looks about 25. Like, that's just kind of a thing. Right? This was the point where I went, you pulled me away from my nice lesbianism to do this stupid podcast again. Uh, I was uh, so like questioning my choices. I will say that this is, yeah, the film does engage in what I like to refer to as an IJS. That's what, an inverse jump street scenario <laughs> where a high school is filled with old looking teenagers. <laughs> Just choked on my drink a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, presumably so that then they can send a 16-year-old to infiltrate the cops because he'll ah. look like a grizzled 40-year-old who's mm. just one week from you know, whatever, semi-retirement. I don't know. When, when do people retire? Uh, 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 I don't think ever now. Yeah, I was going to say I'm a millennial, so I don't know what to expect with that. Mm. Ha-ha, comedy. <laughs> um, and 
Oh yeah, it, it shows you know what the things that he might remember about this year. And the child man apparently remembers eating lunch alone, doing a test, and having a wank. <laughs> All of which, for some for some reason, now this I missed, is I missed that. This is minute four. <laughs> this is minute four of the film, and him you know, having a wank in a montage is set to a song by Elliot Smith. So we've got. At this point, I realized, oh, no, these are two data points. I can start to draw a, a line here. Mm. Pretty much... you fuckers, go away. Street cleaners are back. Pretty much the entire film is soundtracked with some pretty great alternative music from circa 2000. Mm. Thank you. It, it, Thank you for leaving. Thank you. It earnestly... Because I, I, I don't know if you know... <laughs> much about Elliot Smith. Elliot Smith, um, uh, imagine a sad man with a guitar, mm. um, but imagine if that didn't suck. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah like the, the, the terrible guy you know who thinks that he's sad and has a guitar, no, he, he's trying to be Elliot Smith. Elliot, yeah. Elliot Smith was sad Sorry, and had like, a guitar. Sort first. of like uh, the sequel to Nick Drake. Um, wasn't that the guy from the Uncharted games? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Elliot Elliot Smith at no point gives like quips about you know looting a totem. I, or I something. hate you so much. Yeah, uh, well, there's a uh, we see what, what can best be described as a hype man mm. at a uh, a big school assembly uh, who's talking about how great the prom is going to be and uh, you know everyone's loving it and he this is a high school assembly. And he is performing like he's the gang leader from the beginning of The Warriors, mm. who's telling them how if all the gangs join together, they can dominate New York. Yeah, and when they come in as well, like, there's this big banner that's like, um, it says like, like uh, I don't remember exactly what the first line is, but the second line of it is like, um, it's like summer season, and then the, the, the second line on it is like, have you got the fever? Yeah. And I was like, well, that reads very differently nowadays. Yeah. And I mean, given how horny these kids are, if they don't have the fever to begin with. <laughs> the fever in this case is syphilis. Mm. Mm. Uh, but then uh, the child man, he goes off and he, he announces that he, they've um, also raised $25,000 to get an Asian man to, or an Asian kid from Cambodia. He's to, like a genius, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, they're going to get him to come to the school. And yeah, they're paying for his uh, for him to get head over there, and the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Yeah, I was like, "This is not going to go well." It's two thousand. Like, it's two thousand. Yeah, no, it's two thousand four. Yeah. Uh, like at that point, we were like, "Nope, like, nope, nope, nope." Now, thankfully, from our vantage point of twenty twenty one, where we've cured anti Asian racism. We, it was. It was like it was. It was an immediate warning sign, right? It's like when. But um, then, oh, it, it was sort of like. Have you ever been? Have you ever been in like the states, and you'll be walking around, and then someone will like very pointedly like lift up their shirt to like scratch their back, but really it's to show you that they've got a gun mm, in their like, yeah in their uh, yeah, waistband. Okay. Yeah. It really did feel a bit like that, yeah, right? Yeah. The, the film was letting us know that it was armed. Yeah. And that if presumably if we made too many comments, then it would you know start going all breakfast at Tiffany's. 
<laughs> it's but that, like then we like then we get like a, a bizarre scene of him like driving home right are they all got like everyone piles out of this assembly and like they all go to they're all like going to the beach and like child man is like oh i want to go to the beach too but he gets in his car and then like oh well, there's a scene of him driving and then he like well, gets pulled by pulled over by a cop and the cop like crashes and dies yeah. and then it like <laughs> cuts straight back to his car and it's like i was like oh was this like an anxiety attack did he have an anxiety attack about yeah. a cop dying? He's a fucking nerd. All of the cool kids, I think, just decide to play truant or whatever. And yeah, they they cover their um, they cover their number plates with cardboard, as as though the one massive maroon SUV with a pickup truck bed is not like as though there are multiple of those in the yeah. school. Um, yeah, this Paul Blart school cop dipshit. He yeah he, he gives chase to. No, the the guy who's picking up the rear, which is the child, child man, man in his own dream, and yeah, he he's yelling at him. He then hits another car head on, and you see like a, a brief splash of red. Yeah, and then it just cuts back to him just sat in his car. Like it's like oh, he's imagining the worst, right? Because he's a big fucking nerd and he's anxious. But the thing is, it doesn't really work because the guy playing like Michael is like Michael Childman. Is like um, he's he's classically handsome. Like I said, like this guy's a looker. Like, and you were like, what did you say to me? Something. Oh, it's it's I, like the girl who just has to take off her glasses. Yeah, and let down her hair. But for him, his glasses and hair are is the fact that he's a little meek. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that, right? Like, uh, and so he he goes home. And practices his speech because he always oh, been a he's been accepted to Georgetown University, and is a but but he he can't go there without a scholarship, so he's got to win a scholarship for mm. moral fiber, uh, and yeah, he has to prove how morally fibrous he is. Yeah, um, yeah, so show that he's got a, a diet strong in morality, uh, and so that keeps him regular. He eats cornflakes for breakfast. Yeah. Like, not just for the fibre, but also because, you know... Just for the fun of it. Oh, it keeps down the urges, too. Mm. Uh, no spicy foods. Mm. Uh, he, he will have he'll have water, but he'll make sure that it's tepid, because water that's too hot or too cold could start giving him yeah. ideas. Mm. Uh, and then, unfortunately, something across the street gives him a lot of ideas very suddenly. <laughs> uh, is it? The gay little car that's moved in? That's... No, it's not the gay little car. Could it be the owner of the gay little car? It is the gay little car owner. It is It is Kim Bauer undressing in a window across the street. And also, I want to say, what the fuck is wrong with films from this time period? That they have, like, boys spying on, like, just girls undressing sexually in front of the window. I undress, like, sexually in front of the window all the goddamn time, right? And, like, it even happened to me the other day in your flat, like, uh, like Molly and I were in bed and this, and like this guy, um, like came to the window and like Molly and I were like in bed together. Right. And like this guy came to the window and like the window opposite and like twitched the curtains. I met his eyes and he was so terrified that he immediately like ran away. Like boys do not just sit there and stare. Like, I don't know. Like, is this just like, this trope was so weird to me. Like, like, generally, when if that happens, it's by accident, and people are like, "Oh fuck, I'm so sorry." Oh, this, Maybe this is an American thing. Uh, also, like, <laughs> also, this is a two, this is a 2004 thing. 
yes, he was a teenager, but this was the first time that he'd ever seen a titty that wasn't 240p. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's, like, still almost kind of, like, porn in the woods territory for him, mm. right? Like, okay. Because I, the, the film takes place in uh, Westport, Connecticut, uh, which is functionally the woods. Mm. Uh, take that, Connecticut. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, how many people we have listening from specifically there, mm. uh, and watchers either they either the view either the, the listens increase as they begin hate listening to hear if we, if we get any more slams or decrease because one hate listens enough. Mm. We did we did find our our Swedish listener. We did they did they did call in. Thank you, Swedish listener. Yeah. Um, we we enjoyed that DM. That was fun. Yes, I'm sorry about my stupid accent work. Uh, I don't apologize because my accent was great. <laughs> You speak Swedish, don't you? Uh, a little. I've just re- I've just like, remembered this. Like not well. Okay. Yeah, I. I language is a journey. Okay, fair enough. And uh, I'm not roasting you for speaking yeah. Swedish. I think that's kind of a cool thing to do. You yeah. do seem to learn an awful lot of like languages that are only spoken in like one country, which rules. Oh well, it's but I'm learning Swedish because that way then I'll also be able to understand Norwegian and Danish. Oh, okay. And that means there are three impressive-sounding languages that I've learned for the price hmm. of one. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little peek behind the curtain. If, uh, although if anyone is listening to this who I've since sent off my CV to, they're all hard and I understand them perfectly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's on... The child is on... He's on his phone to his two friends, one of whom, uh, as we will... We immediately then start to refer to as porno friend. Yeah. Because while he's on the phone, he's he's just watching porn. Yep. Uh, just watching a porn. And also, right, so this raises an interesting question, right? Because they watch he's watching actual porn in the film, right? Um so at this point I said to you, where have they got this porn from? Like, it's actual porn, right? Like yeah. it's not like did they film that for the film? And which is worse? Is it worse? To be like to do a porn, and then later find out that it was used in the two thousand and four high school sex comedy, The Girl Next Door. Mm. Or is it worse to film a fake porn for a two second background gag in the two thousand and four high school sex yeah, comedy, The Girl Next Door? There's no way that it's like uh, they had to have. Uh, surely they had to like lease that, right? Like. They had to have like asked permission from the director of that film, of that film, right? But like that raises some like interesting ethical questions, right? Because like well, I think the actors, it, the actors now need to release that. If it, I don't think they would have done at the time. But like if this was filmed again now, I think like the way that all of this would work is that you would have to have release from. Maybe you wouldn't actually. Maybe because if you sign a release, no, you still have to. I think now you have to release it manually, like everywhere it would go. So, like, I think the actors of that film would have now, like, I think maybe not at the time, but now definitely would have had to have signed off on that being used in the film. I can imagine. Which is really interesting. I, like, I can imagine that um, multimedia reproduction was probably covered in the original contract. because that, that no, is... no, 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 it doesn't matter. Like, because, the, like, the way oh, that... Oh, but I mean, at, at, at the time, at this probably. Time, at this time. But, yeah. like, it's just a really interesting thing for me. Like, I don't think they'd be able to do that anymore. Though um, it is possible that... It uh, would be such a major undertaking that nowadays, if you're doing that, I think to avoid um, like certain laws and policies, you would have to actually just film a fake porn scene. Like I don't think you'd be able to do that anymore. Uh, like, it, it is possible though um, that it could be open source and uh, released under Creative Commons. Oh, 
you rascal. Uh, Listen, uh, th- there's, there might be one or two listeners that are going, hey, Trent, how do you know so much about this? Uh, because they listen from like my other account and have no idea what I do for a living. Uh, if, you, if, you, uh, if you want to know what I do for a living, it's, uh, it's the same as um, uh, Kim Bauer does in this film, um, which was an interesting thing, right? Because like uh, other peek behind the curtains for you listeners, Sam and I are now an item uh, since the last season. And uh, so we are the couple from this fucking film. So we weirdly, we realized halfway through that we're weirdly like good for talking about this. Yeah, you know those like, recommended videos you get of like um, bank robber critiques payday two. Yeah, it's literally we're doing that right now. Yeah, it's like it porn filmer and simp critique the girl next door parentheses two thousand and four. <laughs> oh, sweetie, I'm so glad that you know you're a simp. Nah, I, you know. Yeah, I really hope that I have a comeback by the time I finish that kind of murmuring. Uh, but, so, he's he's watching and he's creeping. And then Kim turns around, sees him through her, her like, telescopic vision. And he, he drops to the floor. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, there's, like, a shot from, like, his eye level where he, like, comes back up. And I fully expected her to... T- I said, like, she's going to be on the phone to Jack. And she's going to have a gun yeah, pointed yeah. at you. She's that mad. Pull the trigger, Kim. <laughs> Keep squeezing. Uh, no, instead you see her fully dressed in, you know, in comfy nightwear, uh, striding across the road and ringing the doorbell. Oh. Um, which, in my notes... Fucking are, get him, Kim. Um, Yes, that's the point at which I personally would commit suicide. <laughs> like the walls are closed in around me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any way out. Yeah. We do get a great cut to uh, one of the posters on his wall, which is the like the Uncle Sam, your country needs you, but it's just <laughs> just pointing down the barrel of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like oh, you're fucked now, yeah. kid. It's like Uncle Sam has caught you masturbating. <laughs> Uh, uh, what, what's the masturbating equivalent of smoking a whole carton of cigarettes? Because we've caught you. <laughs> this reminds me of a tweet I saw the other day that was, uh, uh, my dad caught me eating a girl's pussy and maybe eat the <laughs> yes. whole girl. Uh, but we downstairs talking to, um, to the child man's parents is Kim Bauer. And they say, Oh, We've just been told a very important, a uh, very interesting thing. This this young lady's house sitting for her aunt. You know, our opposite neighbour. She's here, but normally, she's an actress in Los Angeles. Yeah, and I, I, me and you just sort of looked at each other aghast, and we went, "Fuck!" Like, sometimes again, things it just, lines up. Things keep falling into our lap, and uh, and at this point, we started formulating a theory. I think that um. A- yeah, that mm. it, it that developed more mm. as it went on. Um, well, we'll we'll get to it. I we'll, think we'll the get, second act villain we'll will get, turn up, and we'll we'll, we'll we'll get to that when we hit Vegas. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Kim then just takes the guy on a drive, and it's like, well, you saw you saw me undress. Now go out in the middle of the street and take off all of your clothes. It's only fair. Did you like what you see? Yeah. Hey, can I see you naked and then I can fuck you? This is how porn people act, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she drives up. Looks like she's going to run him over. Then just takes his underwear and drives off. It rules, actually. Like, like she fucking gets him a cracker. She's just like, yeah, now nah, fuck you. Like, deal with that, kid. Uh, 
In the director's commentary, it turns out that Emile Hirsch, who plays the child man, uh, the director wanted him to shave his chest for that. But he, he said, no, I, no, come on, I, this is all I got. <laughs> we, anyway, you, might, you might think, that, like for a 25-year-old guy, Emile Hirsch was being a bit precious about his chest hair. Mm. Oh, shave his chest. You said shake his chest. I was a bit oh, confused. No. No, um, but he actually isn't being precious. Do you know why? Why? Because he's not a 25-year-old man. At the time of filming, Emil Hirsch was 17. What the fuck? What? He is actually naked in this scene. Oh, no, he's not. There is a butt double. Fuck off. In the IMDb goofs, you can find that <laughs> there is a, apparently an obvious butt double. <laughs> fuck off. Dude. Yeah, because I know what his ass looks like. Yeah. Um... What? So, okay, right, okay, no, cool. I'm very glad to find that I have not engaged in some nonsense, but like by watching this film. But also, like, this does mean that he is actually a, a, an inverse jump street. He is a teenager that looks like a guy in his mid twenties. Oh, fuck, fuck off, fuck. What is wrong with what the fuck is wrong with the way that Americans make films? Why do they do this? Like, oh my fucking hell. Okay, right, continue. My, my brain has been frazzled by that. This is why you, the, you held on to that one. Oh, yeah. This is why the Yanks should never be, have been let near the in betweeners. Mm. Uh, also, fuck, we haven't spoken about like prestigious actors in this. Yes, well, so we have Porno Friend. Uh, Porno Friend, um, he's named, his real name is Eli, and he is apparently sort of styled after the uh, actor-director Eli Roth. Mm. You know, the horror guy? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so if you're wondering why he's kind of a wiry little creep that wears a baseball cap all the time, okay, he's Eli Roth. However, there is a third friend. There is the child man, there is porno friend, and then there is Paul Dano friend. So named because? Because he's played by Paul Dano. I thought you were doing a bit because I didn't recognize him. Well, no, the, like I thought I thought you were doing a bit, right? The guy that plays those two dudes from There Will Be Blood, the guy that is uh, in a few short months going to be at the Riddler. The guy he's who, going to play the fucking Riddler. Yeah, and he was Clitz. Yeah, his name is Clitz with, with a K. With a K. A K L I T Z. Uh, anyway, continuing on. This film tells you what it is. And we didn't even mention the fact that Porno Friend, when Child Man says he wants to go to the beach, just says... He, he randomly drops a homophobic oh, slur. Oh, yeah. yeah. Five minutes into the fucking film, he just drops, like, he just drops a straight-up, like, F-bomb. Like, I w- and we were like, oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, and declaring that, like, <laughs> that's why he doesn't want to go to the beach, because... The like, beach? The be- You know what I think of when I think of the beach? Yeah, the, the beach is for frogs. Now he didn't. <laughs> uh, he didn't say frogs, but those listening along at home can uh, let us, let me know which phoneme they think I've changed for that one. I, uh, I lost it. I lost it so fucking hard. I was like, oh okay. Uh, you know how that like, like this is the point where the film stops like um, just pulling up its uh, like the way like its shirt to like show us the gun in its waistband, and just fully draws on me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, we then cut to Porno Friend and Paul Dano Friend, who we'll just refer to as, for simplicity's sake, 
porno and Paul Dano friend, um, they're fully fencing. They are playing fencing. This weirdly comes back. Yep. In again, this 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 script has nothing if not efficiency across its one hundred and ten minutes. It is that long, isn't it? It's just shy of two hours. Yeah, it's so bad. Like, oh, fucking hell! And uh, porno friend drops in a, another gay joke, uh, which I can't even remember what that. Uh, oh, I, oh, it was something about like uh, you saw this girl and you didn't fuck her. Like, what are you gay? Like, I uh, would have fucked her. Yeah, the the fact that porno friend doesn't turn out to be gay by the end of the film. Yeah, I'm so mad. Yeah, like it one hundred percent. It felt like he was doing like a bit of like repression stuff, and it what, was like going to be like, "Oh shit, I've realized some stuff about myself." Were this were this a film in 2011, that would have been the, yeah, fi- the, that, the, the, the final punchline would have been, "Oh, this character is actually gay," so that means it was okay for you to laugh at his original gay jokes, yeah, because he himself was just you know, he was in denial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it would be of that time period, but I just missed the time period entirely. Apparently, this was just the time where you could just say like, you could just yeah. You yeah. could just slur out the out the audience within like five minutes of the film beginning. Uh, anyway, uh, child man, he looks out of his he looks out of his window uh, in a classroom and sees a truck go by, and after it goes by, you know there is there's Kim standing in front of her gay little car, and it it felt like he was being stalked by Michael Myers from Halloween. <laughs> Like, yep. he, he looks out of his classroom window and she's just standing there on the other side of the street looking in. It's like, I know where you go to school, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, they, they, have a, they have a nice day. They go skinny dipping. In the principal's pool. Oh, is it, is it the principal's yeah. pool? Oh, I just wrote down that he was Marlon Rando. No, no, it's, it's his, it's his uh, high school principal's pool. That's why he's so freaked out. Oh, that, like she like basically takes him on a wild adventure and they fall in love, right? That's the yeah. that's the implication. Um, right? and, they, and they all go to a, this big, uh, and they go and uh, after the principal comes home and nearly catches them, they go over to um, uh, they go over to Porno and Paul, and then they all the four of them all go out to this big jock house party. Yeah. Uh, have they uh, have the jocks like driven past yet? Because it's that that wonderful shot at one point where the jocks like drive past, admiring Kim, whose name in this film is Daniela, by the way. But no, it's not. That's her undercover name. Yeah. Um, like, and like they all drive past, but it's in slow motion, and they're doing that kind of like lurid leering. But when you do that in slow motion, it just looks like they've all had a stroke. Like, like <laughs> I was like, it's like comical the way that they're like they've done the faces for that that entire bit, hey. right? I'm like. Oof. Hey, 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 bra, can you smell burnt toast? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, that's a weird shot to do. But then I remembered that the target audience for this film is like 15-year-old guys at like the point where I would have been about like approaching 12, I guess. So... Well, no, I'd say I, I'd say they're also they're willing to take money from 12-year-olds keen to see their first, uh, first ever boob. Oh, God, no. Hey, look, I would rather them see their first boob in the film The Girl Next Door rather than them watching a girl get changed through their windows. You know what's really bad? I think maybe I might have seen this film around the time. Some of it feels familiar. Is that just because it's remarkably generic? God, I'm having like a sudden like flashback. I think I might have actually seen this film once before. 
on a fucking school trip, playing on the coach on like driving to the south of France. I'm really like not the like not the version we watched that had like actual full titty in it because we watched the extended cut, right? Uh, like the the unrated one. Oh, right. That, sorry, I thought you said I thought you said like the extended cut, as in you know this is fucking Peter Jackson. Fuck, you know that really bad joke. Like later on, like way later on, I have seen this film because part of why that annoyed me, I was like, this feels familiar. I've I've seen this fucking film before on a school trip when I was 12 and you've just sent me down a, an awful fucking memory hole. Oh my God. Fucking but, hell. Well, the child man, he, he makes out with Kim in front of all of the jocks who were trying to muscle in on her and oh, that makes him the... That makes him king fuck of shit mountain. Mm. Until the next day. Well, he's, he's... No, I mean, yeah, that, like, yeah, they try to kick him out, right? And they're like, party's full, bro. And like, and they try to get rid of him and he just muscles his way back over and like makes out with Kim. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you, could, you do you, dude. That's cool. Oh, like, he's, he's, t- he's let his hair down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then you see him walking through the school the next morning and it's kind of like... Um, the emo Peter Parker thing, yeah. where he's dancing around being a dick, except un- unlike in Spider-Man 3, we, the audience, are actually meant to think that child man is being cool yeah. rather than being a, a cringy dweeb. And then, whomst summons child man to the AV room? Is it a friend? It is. A is... friend whomst might have an unhealthy attitude about the women and homosexuals. Yeah, it, a, a man who's prodigious appetite to self-abuse is only going to get worse in the coming years. Mm. A man whom you could maybe look at and say, Kellogg was right. A man who you could look at and say, didn't you direct Cabin Fever? Mm. Uh, and Comstock's Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, I have a VHS for you. He, and we see that he's in the AV club, which, again... Does come back later. Yeah. He like screams at like all of the people being like, get out maggots. And I genuinely thought he'd just dropped another F-bomb for like a split second. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, oh, he didn't say that. Okay. Uh, he puts it on and it's, he's like, I thought I recognized her. And it's a little bit of the old, it's uh, one of the old in-out movies mm. starring none other than Kim Bauer. Can we talk about the content of that film as well? Um, it's two white guys in a karate dojo. like With samurai swords and a Klingon batleth on yeah. the wall. And they're doing like... <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you... I, think, I, think... <laughs> I completely missed that. Oh, no. I, I, I at one point very enthusiastically yelled, that's a batleth. Fucking hell. I was too stunned to silence by the insane amount. You know how we said that this film was going to like, was showing us it's, it's like concealed carry. This is the point where it starts to happen, right? Like, because it does this thing where it's almost correct in its depiction of porn films for like, for like mainstream porn in that way, because like it, it's insanely racist. Cause you basically got them doing, um, Kung Fu and Karate in front of a Japanese and a South Korean flag while making kind of noises. And then one of them says in kind of a, uh, what I've got as being a, him doing a racial sensitivity. He uh, does, he, he does Asian voice. Yeah. It's a, it's two white guys and he's doing Asian voice in a kind of like sexy way. Right. In the kind of like, isn't this accent funny? 
kind of way, right? Like, and trying to make it like lurid, like almost, you know how like porn of the time was kind of like almost comedic with its guy actors yeah. so that the guys didn't try and feel like they didn't feel threatened, but it's like, it's not funny. It's like, it's like, uh, it's so bad. Like it's so, it, it's really bad. He's like sticking his teeth out to try and look like a stereotype as well. Like it's, it's bad. Uh, like, well, he, he then introduces, he's like, Ooh, your final test is you got to slam cheeks with, um, with this lady. And then Kim Bauer swans up and is just like, good evening. Yeah. You're uh, going to need, you're going to need a thicker piece of wood yeah. to break. And I was like, um, uh, okay. <laughs> you're going to snap his dick clean off. Yeah. Why don't you suck my dick clean off? Um, in, I think it's important to mention though, you, you, you praised the film for its verisimilitude. How it, it seemed like um, the kind of thing you'd see in real life. Um, uh, having experience with um, Trin, producers it- and uh, and things like that, they are uh, I, I, not to do a libel here. Trin, one of the actors in that porno within a movie, is actually Stephen Sanquois, an actual porn actor. Oh fuck you! Fuck, of course, if, of course it was. Like, oh my god, I, I, I can fully believe it. Like, it, 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 like, it is genuinely bad, right? Like, and 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 they would have no qualms about doing that. Some of these guys are like actually just assholes. Like, not to like, um, like tarnish like the yeah, reputation of the industry. Yeah, you don't want to paint everyone but, with like, the same cum. Certain like aspects of the industry are just not very nice, especially if you're a minority. Like being trans in this industry. Like, uh, like I've never worked with studios for this very reason because there's no way there's no way I could do it and like keep my sanity, you know, and and like hats off to people who can honestly like, um, this is not like a like, uh, like I'll never have anything against those people, right? It's just for for me like absolutely the fuck not like, uh, it's a system you don't want to, you don't you don't want to sort of put yourself. Some, in some those of them wheels. I absolutely would right. Like there are some very good like nice studios out there that actually treat their performers very mm. well, and then there are some. Just absolutely skeevy ones, for sure. Like, uh, and, and yeah, like. Uh, don't tell me which are which because I want to be able to continue my consumption without having to actually address any of them. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the child man, um, he decides to exit the child verse and he runs away. Porno friend runs after him and you get that really satisfying, like, it kind of sounds like there's a basketball game going on. That rubber shoe squeaking on mm. uh, on floor. I love that noise. So yeah, much. yeah. Uh, and he says, "You got to fuck her. You got to fuck her, man. If you don't fuck her, I'll kill myself." Yeah, he starts screaming out the door after him, and like everyone can hear him. And it's like, "Oh, geez, dude, you might have an issue." You know that guy in um, the movie Sussevenen? Yeah, the one that has to do the lust killing, and he does a really good performance of like anguish and like panic and fear Fuck. where he's like i fucked her i fucked her i killed her i fucked her yeah this is the same level of like depraved anguish yeah but going, from like a virgin yes going if you if you don't fuck her i'll kill myself Ooh. i might have to go and get the virgin shirt just to feel a bit less like or like a bit like so i can sympathize with these dudes a bit more like you know the shirt that rin gave me the other day my like, oh yeah. My my, uh, my lovely girlfriend gave me a shirt that just says like "Virgin of the Virgin of the Week" on it, and it's like abstinence is cool. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, well um, 
a child man rushes straight home. And there's Kim looking at his baby pictures with his parents. And Oh, I forgot this fucking scene! And then his mind wanders to her just fucking his parents. <laughs> oh my god, um, yeah. It keeps like... He keeps doing the thing, the same thing he did where he like project astral projected um, to like see a cop die, but like it just like keeps snapping to like Kim being like like the dad comes into the room and like gives her a glass of water and he like stands just with like just in front so it looks like she's doing a blowy and then she actually just starts making the motions for a blowy and like his dad's like who's your daddy and then it snaps back to him being like ah yeah. and then like and then like his his mom asks like um. Uh, so you were at school in like Los Angeles and she said like yeah I was and then since then I've gone on to do some other things and like she asks like oh what are you doing and I can see that moment of like panic on Kim that I have whenever somebody asks me that that I don't want to tell whenever like um, like if I ever meet your parents and they ask me what I do for a living uh, I will have that look right I will go like um, uh, editor uh, well in these troubled times isn't everyone a bit of everything hmm a raconteur. I'm a haberdasher. A content creator. Is a haberdasher mm. of of film. Yeah. Uh, I'm really sort of a... My landlord thinks I'm an editor. So In a sense. I mean, I do. It's, I, not, it's a white lie. I mean, to be fair, like I know that it's shameful, but you, you know that with my parents, you can admit to them that you are a podcaster. <laughs> So anyway, to take his mind off um, his mum getting <laughs> noshed off by um, by Kim Bauer. His mum does not look into it either. She's terrified. Oh yeah, she's looking quite panicked. As um... you said, you said that like at first you, I was like, this doesn't look consensual, and then you said like that's all, that's the face you do when so when yeah when anyone fucking even looks at you. <laughs> it's like the like slightly like and like after a while. Yeah, I can see it. Like, she does look terrified to begin with, and then she's kind of, like, wide-eyed and flustered, and I was like, okay. Yeah, it goes from scared deer in the headlights to deer that has accepted that the headlights are coming. <laughs> deer that's very comfortable that all of those 18 wheels are about to be hitting it. Yeah. Uh, and to get the thought of um, to get the thought of uh, his parents uh, inviting Kim Bauer to bed out of his mind, he decides to... Uh, take the porno friend's suggestion and he goes to a, a cheap motel with her mm. with a bottle of bourbon and after she you know, does the very sexy, says, oh, do you want to fuck oh, me? Do you want to, oh. Yes, do, do, you, do, do you want to fuck me? Mm. This is if um, Obi-Wan Kenobi from A New Hope. <laughs> oh no, she, she like, uh, she's having sex with him and she just goes, child man, how did you get in there? <laughs> Fuck me, and I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Uh, uh, she, uh, she wouldn't say, um, yeah, please be rough. She'd say, use the force. <laughs> Fuck off. Bring, bring your friends, but send them single file to hide your numbers. <laughs> uh, when, when she's done, like... She just gets in a big robe. You know that first time we ever see um, Ben Kenobi in in the in A New Hope, where he's just like making that screaming noise and like just flapping his arms around, like. <laughs> <coughs> hey, everyone has uh, something they need to get them across the finish line. I'm not going to yuck her yum. Mm. Uh, That's how I do it. Yeah. 
I keep, I keep wishing you'd stop. <laughs> yeah, now any of you, any of you who've seen a um, aromatic comedy, will you'll recognise the beats that have that have happened yeah. here. They've met, they've had a cute little, they've had a cute get together. There's been this thing, the misunderstanding, like, oh no, now he's gone on too strong because he's like, why are you doing this? He's like, isn't this what you wanted? You know, it's like fuck the porn star and he's like oh no she knows that i know i'm like ah this has changed the way we have a dynamic yeah so they have a, like a falling out he feels awful and he, he goes back and you think there's going to be like a little bit of reconciliation and then they're going to be get, get together and it's all going to be fine right and i was like at this point right he's the villain right like he is the idiot villain who has like screwed his chances with this girl. He's going to have to do something ridiculously romantic to win her back. I thought that was how the film was going to go, right? Yeah. Good Lord, no. Because you know how 24 cannot stop doing plots and like is too long? This has all happened in, I think, about the first 40 minutes. We spent longer discussing this at this point, right? Like, like, like it's... Oh, yeah, no, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah no, like, it, 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 it goes on for ages after this. Yeah, uh, they... At this point, if it had stopped and just done the standard rom-com beat-for-beat thing, he, I, it actually would have been better, well, he, I think. Like, he, he, I, I don't think I can agree with that. I, no, I genuinely think, because uh, just from like my perspective, right, at this point, she still has quite a lot of agency. Oh, right, you mean better in that sense. Yeah, like she, st- she has quite a lot of agency. The bad guy here is him for being a fucking weirdo, um, like, like being, allowing himself to be pressured by his friends, and then he learns his lesson and realizes that, like, hey, actually... He doesn't really care what she does for a living, and he can just be the boyfriend of someone who's done porn. Yeah, or like will continue to do porn. You know, like that would be great. Like if it just if it was just like, hey, she's going to continue to do porn, and that rules, right? Like whatever, right? Like dating, like I don't know. Is is dating me like super fucking difficult for you? Like I don't understand this. Like I will never understand this thing that like people have, like especially like of this time period where it was like. Oh, dating like people who do porn is incredibly hard. Well, I mean, no. To be fair, it is pretty difficult dating you, but that's just because you keep making jokes from Germa streams that I haven't watched. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, to, to his credit, the child man—he becomes something of a young adult man—and hmm. he he goes to her house and he says, "You know what? I'm sorry. Yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, this is this is on me." Um, and you're like, oh, they're about to embrace. We're about to roll credits. You know what? This this 110 minute film really flew by. Yeah, and you know, you know who who turns up at this very moment? Is it big name star Timothy Oliphant? Is it yeah. sexy Tony Almeida? Yeah, it's a guy also who... undercover from the from the LA counterterrorism unit. Yeah, CTU, as we all know, is staffed by porn actors. Yeah. At the end of season three, Kim and Chase transfer away. Kim, clearly, has transferred from their field ops to just their porn wing. Almeida's like a criminal by the end of season three, right? So, like, and, and what is he in this? A criminal. Yeah, and look, it's a it's a small it's a small downward spiral to go from treason this is where we to the to, from treason to the shit that he does. Yeah. <laughs> I'd honestly rather he stuck with treason because at least that's rad. Yeah, no, I mean, like, in the same way that um, if in the event that I ever die, I hope it's me being executed for regicide. Mm. But, like, 
like a king that you wouldn't expect. Mm. Like, you know, I, I really, I really want there to be like a like. I, I I think the idea of you know killing like the king too obvious. Find somewhere that still has a monarchy that you didn't even know about, or better yet, restore a monarchy to the throne specifically for the purpose of doing regicide. Mm. Hmm. Like, yeah. As you, as you can probably tell from that, I've got a list of crimes that I think are cool. Hmm. Um, Regicide's pretty good, pretty up there, honestly. But you know what isn't on that list? Nonsing. And all and- the other shit. Like, there's so much shit that he does in this that's, like, just real fucking weird, right? Like... Well, that actually happens pretty soon. Yeah, like... So, well, let, let's, let's stick on with a... Because, yeah, this guy called Kelly, um, who sort of looks like... He looks like a cross between Tony Almeida and Kramer from Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he does. I've been calling everyone Kramer from Seinfeld all week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's like, he, he sees a proctologist and he, he suggests that he must be the ass man. And then In his new film. Yeah, and he's like, and how's, your, how's my profiling now? Mm. I've profiled you as the ass man from being a proctologist. <laughs> So, yeah, this guy is a porn producer who used to go out with Kim, right? Um, which will make Jack insanely angry when he finds out. But, um, uh, yeah, so... Which means the clock is ticking on his limbs. Mm. Three for three. Three for three. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's how ultimately we know that it's not that this is a non-canon yeah. Kim Bauer thing, because at the end of the movie, um, well, we, we see a man die... We see a man die, mm. but no limbs. Mm. Uh, so he he's there, and he is then kind of weirdly slightly aggressive and takes Kim and the child to a strip club where they then also run into his school or his school principal. or his No, it's his dad's friend. No, no, I thought it was like his... Okay, no, no, it's, it's, his it's his dad's friend, right? Yeah. Like, And it's really awkward for both of them. It's kind of one of those things where he like he's trying to hide his face and Kelly like summons the guy over and like it's like a bit weird like and then like he's like uh you should buy um you should buy childman here a dance uh and they have to sort of sit next to each other and feel very awkward as, and then, as tits are rubbed on know, their face yeah like ha ha so what's your you know, what's your scholarship for georgetown for moral fiber uh, wah, wah. And um, he doesn't get the chance to talk to Kim, right? Cast your, they're in a strip club. Cast your mind back, however. And also, she's like, what's wrong with talking here? And I was like, fuck, she still has some agency. Mm. But also, she seems weirdly attached to this dude who seems to have an awful lot of hooks in her. And, oh, do they think the porn industry is like this? Uh, i I, I got to say, though, cast your mind back. Um, so, the strippers are rubbing their tits on, uh, on those two gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the gentlemen is an older gentleman. The other gentleman is a 17-year-old Emile Hirsch. Yeah. They had to put multiple cushions between him and the dancer so that she <laughs> did not actually make contact with his body. Oh, God, that's still bad, right? Like, I'm not... It's the princess and the penis. It... <laughs> it's, you're still exposing a child to this, right? Like, 
I mean, you, you're allowed. No, you're allowed to show a child a tit. Yeah, and okay. If not, right, breastfeeding like, would be much harder. Yeah, yeah, no, but like in this circumstance, that feels a bit weird, right? Like, <laughs> you know, you know, like just is... going like, "Hey, you're not allowed to like, like you can look but don't touch," right? Like that's like, you, you know, is that not still really fucking weird? You, you know, there are those restaurants where they was were... that not really weird for the dancer involved? Oh, awfully yes. You know, there are those restaurants where they will um, you'll eat like a, a whole, like a whole, a swallow whole. Um, but what they'll do is, it's in the dark, and they'll give you like a, um, a, a piece of cloth that you you drape over your face mm. as you as you eat it, and it's you know to hide your shame from God because yeah. it's so decadent. Uh, yeah, a baby doing that, but to breast <laughs> to breastfeed. <laughs> oh milk, <laughs> milk from a boob! I must oh. hide my shame from God. But this is does this not feel like like a sort of weird loophole? For doing this, like, how does that make it any better? It feels like it. it it's the filmic equivalent of when someone knows an awful lot about um, age of consent laws. Yeah, but that's still like it's not good. It's still bad, right? Like, I, I don't understand this. Like, that would still wait, wait, be. No, what do you, what do you mean? It's still bad. I mean, like, if I went, if uh, I walked oh, no, around, I mean, in well, a... when I describe something as being the equivalent of one of those guys that knows a lot about age of consent laws, do you yeah. think, ah, oh, yes, those guys who send up nothing but green flags? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Right. But like, if I flash a seventeen-year-old, that's still me doing a crime. Like, I don't understand how this is suddenly okay because of cushions. But let's move on. I right? think it's a crime because it's indecent exposure in public. I think it's a buyer beware when you go into a strip club also actually i think the strip club oh no in universe i think the strip club is meant to be like 21 and over yeah and they just don't card him but out of universe those are still actual tits and he's an actual 17 yes exactly that's my point right it's no better the cushions thing does nothing i for one i'm shocked that it turned out that uh, there was a sex problem in hollywood yeah uh that's so bad. This film could not get made now. Like that one little detail makes this so much worse, right? Like, yeah, the like, fact that the actor, the main actor, is seventeen is actually so fucked. Uh, and Kim Bauer is, I think, twenty-one. Yeah, I, I mean, like she can make her own decisions at that point, right? Like, absolutely. Like, oh yeah, but I mean, like, if if I was twenty-one, I probably wouldn't want to be. Like, I, 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 I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a, gonna make myself seem like a real hero here. Mm-hmm. I would not sleep with someone underage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good point. Right. Anyway, carrying well, on. Speaking of the underage, um, well, the the three horn migos mm. uh, back at school, they watch a, a really bad '70s sex ed movie. Uh, and afterwards, they head outside, and there are three girls, one of whom is played by Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Uh, and. That was a surprise. Yeah. Um, and who else is there? Uh, it's Kelly, right? He's hanging around the school. And he is really kind of macking on these girls. And he even says, how old are you, 18? And uh, one girl says, I am. And Olivia Wilde says, I am. Next month. At which point he says, have you ever been photographed? Yeah, and and... I was going right. So, so this is something that I've not. I've this whole tactic of like hanging around and like flattering women I, I, is a thing that I know some CDA producers do, right? I, I, I know this is a thing that they do, 
right? And and like sometimes it works, right? And you know sometimes you'll find someone who's very much a willing participant. But I know they do it in bars a lot. Um, there are like I, I I know like you know like whatever, right? But like at least if you're in a bar, you tend to know that the people there are overage. Or, or, but if you're doing it at a school, and expect, you would kind of expect them not to be, but, right? Am I not? Also, this is literally right after someone explicitly tells you that they are seventeen. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's weird to be doing it at a school to begin with, but then when you're like, "Hey, I'm like, uh, like," you would just go, "Okay, no, never mind," right? Like even if like that was. Even if you're weird enough to be doing that in the first place. Oh, but... Uh, this guy fucking sucks. I know, but no, Trin, you've got a lot of ingredients here, but you've yet to fully bake the cake. Uh, and uh, also, what would you then do immediately after asking if they've ever been photographed and finding out that they were underage? What would you then offer them? I would, I would walk serenely into the sea, never to return. So you wouldn't offer them a bag of drugs? Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. And then withdraw it simply to make the child man that you're friends with for some reason... Look cool and dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they get in his car and all go for a drive. Like the, the three fuckwits, uh, the three the musk tears. Oh, because they all, all probably have musk mm. and also probably all follow Elon Musk on Twitter. Ah, uh, yep. Were they alive now? Yep. I like that. Were they alive now? I'm, all three of these people have clearly died. <laughs> Too incapable to continue. <laughs> yeah. A porn friend, you know, probably someone deliberately hit him with their car. Uh, he had it coming. A child man killed in prison. Um, Paul Dano friend, too pure for this sinful earth. Killed by the bat. Yes, no, he's um, he he was the one that Robert Pattinson has to go too far and then learn why he has the no killing rule. Mm. Mm. Uh, oh, Kim and Kelly though. Um, they everything's going fairly swell, uh, until Childman finds out that Kim and Kelly are fucking off to Vegas. Yeah, to the porn convention. Yeah, they go to the AVN Expo. I don't think they ever actually call it AVN, uh, do they? Oh no, like, no, it's an it's an adult film convention so and awards ceremony. It's the AVN in, Expo in Las Vegas. Yeah. So yeah, it's AVN with the serial number yeah. spelled off. And like, uh, it is filmed there. It's absolutely filmed there, mm, yeah. right? Like uh, at this point, I was like, I was hooting and hollering, and I turned to you and I went, "You know, I've been nominated for an award at one of those, right?" See, this is why I love doing this podcast. I get to learn so much more about my partner. Yeah, like I was nominated like a while ago for like best trans film, like as part of like a compilation. I didn't win, but like, yeah, it was like a weird collision of me and the film. You know, it was like this. I was like, oh no. Lawyer judges law and order. Trin judges the girl next door. <laughs> As, and yeah, that basically means it's, oh, no, it's the end of the world. And now you're like, oh, okay, now I see. Now we're at the point where he has to win her back and, yeah, do, yeah, and, yeah. and do a big grand gesture. And, he, and the, big, the grand gesture should maybe be, if, if it was me, right, and um, someone was trying to win me back in this in this way, I would expect them to come to me groveling and say, like, after my show and go, hey, I love you and support you through no matter what. Like, this is your job. I understand that this is a thing that you need to, you do uh, that, like, you want to be doing. Um, and that's fine. And I will deal with it. I'm not the jealous kind, you know, X, Y, Z, right? But that would, that, that's what I would expect as a, as a uh, like, someone in the industry. That is what would work, right? Maybe, if you were very good at groveling. 
<laughs> That's where you're wrong. The correct answer is to turn up uh, and then just start pushing to the front of a crowd where you are sort of posing with a couple of your porn friends, uh, and then just start repeatedly shouting your real name, not stage name, but your yeah. real name. F- fuck off. And I know who you really are. Yeah. Which That just sounds like you're doxing her. Which absolutely also made it seem like he was about to reveal that he knows that she's actually with the counter-terrorist unit, porno division. <laughs> she's going, she's like muscling her way off stage, being like, my cover's blown. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, snipers move in, snipers move in. Like... <laughs> We've got to get Kelly now. <laughs> Dad, how do I kill this guy? I've got, <laughs> I've got the gun, and do I then give him the gun? No! No, I pull the trigger. Huh. Oh, that's a novel. That's a novelty. <laughs> I thought that was just... Uh, I, I, I thought that was made... I thought that was just what they did in films. Yeah. Well, tr- truth in television, am I right? Uh-huh. Uh, and... Uh, oh, yes, a... A, a big shot producer. He then tries to like get Kim to join his stable. Yeah, like that... Pro- producers in this are kind of like pimps. Yeah, it's very fucking weird, right? Like she seems to be attached to Kelly, but like there's this other guy who's like a big shot. He's like he's like Hugh Hefner, kind of like. Yeah, his name is like um, Hugh Posh or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, he's like a big name in the. He's like uh, you know king porn right and like and he's like very complimentary seems pretty professional actually like kelly's a fucking weirdo right like kelly comes across like a jealous boyfriend who's like he very much comes across like a pimp right like yeah and like i don't know like what kind of fucking contract she signed kelly but like kelly also looks um like an unlockable character from tony hawk's american wasteland i i don't know how the studios operated at this time right but like as far as I'm aware, well, the, like you can't you can't just sign a contract to say you absolutely will do a scene. You can always back out of a scene, right? So this whole thing where it's like, oh no, I'm signed to this one agency. I don't think that's really a thing. I don't think I don't think there was ever like an exclusivity clause like that in like it, I, for any performer that I know of. It, I could be very wrong it, because it's it not was, the side of the industry I'm in. Yeah, but like, it, it was at this point that we started to have severe doubts if this was really trying to um, to present. Uh, this in a realistic manner at all. Well, okay, you, you say this, right? But, like, until this point, I, right, I, I said, be, like, I she still has, like, some kinds of agency. Mm. She's, like, she's clearly working. and But it's when, like, it got to that point and that was the way of trying to win her back. And then, well, now she becomes a plot football. Now she, yeah, she's, like, she loses all agency. She's, like, she's, like, being held by this one man and then there's this other man who's interested, right? To a, surprise, like, to a surprising like, degree, she, uh, Kim Bauer now disappears from the film. Yeah, it's it's also just, like, the idea that he, like, has her and she can't leave is so bizarre. Like, absolutely she can. Like, like I don't understand this. Like, you, you don't... I, uh, to my knowledge, you never sign ahead of a... Like, ahead of filming, like, a contract that says you have to go through with it. Right, like that. I don't think that's ever been the case. You just don't get paid if you don't do the job. Mm. Like that's, you know, and obviously that might leave a producer a bit out of pocket and quite mad. You might, you, you could expect to not work again. But that's why you have insurance for these things. But like, it, it, it would. I don't think you could force a performer to do the work that way. Like, what? I don't think because then you're getting into some very, very difficult territory, right? Like. So this this like Kelly plotline doesn't really work to my brain. Like it's very fucking weird. Well, um, 
Kelly, he also... Uh, so he, he's angry at, um, at the Big Shot Porn Man because apparently Big Shot Porn Man stole his idea of you do porn, but it's like in real situations. And he stole his fake taxi idea. Yeah, yeah he, he, he stole... Yeah. Yeah. He carjacked the fake taxi. Mm. Um, it's like speed. He put a 50 mile an hour limit on the bang bus. Yeah. Um, he invented not doing like weird racist karate porn. Yeah, up until, up until that, that point, you'd start making a film. Yeah. And then like the, you know, the porno. You'd have the, to have the like, like weird, like seventies music. And yeah, it would yeah. have to be like almost comical. Like the porno ombudsman would yeah. turn up and he'd be like, I've heard, heard there's a complaint. Hmm. Um, I've heard that you've got a racial stereotype in your film, and they would say yes. The porno, and they, and they would say, you know that this this is a two racial type mini, uh, stereotype minimum town. Yeah, go, the porno ombudsman, otherwise known as, I believe, the uh, like the police. <laughs> um, they love turning up on set at this time, by the way. Oh yeah. Right, hey, we're going to need at least one more stereotype, and they're like, oh, fine, get like Luigi Cox on the line, and tell him that we need his bigger meatballs. Hmm. Hello to any Italians listening. <laughs> Hello to our one Italian listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, but Kelly's also angry at um, the man who is a child mm. for apparently filling her head with all sorts of nonsense. As we realise, nonsense about her being valuable and, and better than this. Yeah, that's uh, so fucked. And that's presented as like an actually like good thing. It was like almost. No, it's like. I hate that so much. It's like the implication is, oh, of course, of course, she's better than this, but you know, she can't find that out. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just to have this dude tell her, and then her just be like, oh, I really don't want to do this anymore. Like, I hate that. Like, a good ending for this would have been exactly how I said he grovels, and like she, you know, and is okay with her work. Maybe he even does a scene with her, you know, like, and then and then it's like kind of nice, right? Oh, and. Uh- he, he says, I know you're, you're better than this. I know who you really are. And he gives her this picture that she drew of herself on their first really cute date. <laughs> it's a really fucking badly drawn picture. And I had, I'd missed that she drew it. I thought he'd drawn it of her. <laughs> it was a really insultingly drawn picture. <laughs> like, you know that bit in... Um, the, he just tells, the, gives her a stick drawing of her with like huge boobs. <laughs> like, um, would you like to know a fun fact? Yes. You know that drawing? Mm-hmm. Who did that drawing? Oh, no. In real life. It was actually her. It was actually Elisha Cuthbert. <laughs> you are just insulting Elisha Cuthbert's drawing skills. <laughs> and acting skills a lot of the time. Well, you, oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah, but, like, again, she's a, she's a grown... To be fair, she's, she's the, the best r- actress in this, to be fair, by a long shot. Oh, yeah, having seen her in this and in 24... She is absolutely playing a different character than yeah. Kim Bauer. Kim Bauer feels like aggrieved and like hashtag life sucks. Mm. And this and and Kim Bauer in this is like a like play like playfully saucy, like aware of her own sexuality to a point. Yeah, until about five minutes ago in the film. Yeah, yeah. but you know the actually has distinct traits and that she plays differently. Mm. And I think like, you know what. I take back. Well, actually, I don't think I've said anything bad about Alicia Cuthbert. Except mm. maybe that she finds it difficult to work with jaguars. Mm. Anyhow, um, 
Uh, no fucking cougars in this film. I'm so mad. Uh, weren't, weren't the cougars the mascot of the school sports team? Oh, fuck off they were. Buddy, the connections, they keep fucking piling up. Oh. Uh, but we have missed the um, the peak of, of this film, which is while Child Man is doxing Kim, Porno friend and Paul Dano friend are, well, they, they managed to get past a bouncer who's like, hey, you can't have your cameras here, no press. Mm. They said, we're just high schooler kids. We're doing this for our video yearbook. And they sit down in an area where um, this a nice young woman comes and sits down next to them and uh, asks them what they do. And upon saying that you know, they're directors and they they make you know, they make movies, uh, she starts saying, "Oh, I, would you put? Would you use me? Would you use me in a movie?" And they say yes. And then she excitedly says, "These guys want to use me to her like seven foot tall, leather clad, muscular boyfriend mule." And you think, "Oh." He's going to be angry, and that's going to be the joke. But no, you actually get a nice. Yeah, joke. Oh, yeah. He's actually really supportive, and is explaining how she is. Should be a really great choice for their film. Yeah, that's kind of not. He's a bit like, oh, feel her tits. Like that cost me like six grand, you know. And yeah. I was like a bit like, oh. but you can tell that's him trying to be supportive. Yeah, but and, she is like, hey, and, yeah, no, no, have a like, have yeah. a feel, like, have a feel, like, you know, like I'm like, you know, that's their dynamic. That's I'm, good. Yeah, like I feel like they're almost. She's almost like trying to embarrass them yeah. like she's not but it could be read that way and like and, and, and it's and actually Paul, it's nice right that's that's what child man should be like almost right without the weird like hey grope my girlfriend thing mm. but like he should be like yeah no you do you honey like i you got this like well uh, porno friend he's like oh i couldn't i couldn't possibly paul dano friend oh he's he, he's he cracks a, his knuckles mm. And, is, and goes in for a feel. He, he detaches his fingers. Like he dislocates his fingers so that he can like get all angles at once. Mm. He does uh, the thing like you know the like the androids with the keyboards. As it like, goes in the, the shell. shell. Yeah, like that exact bit where all his fingers turn into like a hundred other tiny yeah. fingers. Uh, and while he's doing that, uh, the bouncer turns up and says, "Ha ha! These are high schoolers." At which point, Mule, the giant boyfriend, attempts to murder these children. And, I think with good reason. Yeah. And after chasing them off like a balcony where they then break their fall by landing onto a cake in the shape of some tits, Mule falls off the balcony too, goes clean through a table and does not get up. Yeah. And the film just moves on. I'm pretty sure they killed Mule. Yeah. Like, we thought Paul Blart school cop would be that we saw a man die. Yeah. But no, it Mule... Sneaking in, I'm pretty sure Mule's dead. Like, yeah, he falls a good long way, right? And like any, I think anything above a six feet fall is like you get an ambulance. Um, as like, hey, but this is a good twenty foot drop. Like, he's not well, right? Like he, like he's fractured his skull, potentially his back. Like he's he's being log rolled. Is what I'm saying by the paramedics. For you, Mule, the war is over. Yeah, like Paul Dano, friend and porno friend. They both they. Might still be virgins, but now they have a body count. <sighs> yeah, and they're just like, run, dude, run. And they, they like, I think they do leave the expo at that point, right? Like in like a panic. Oh, yeah. And um, and Kim ends up seeing, uh, she ends up coming back to, you know, buttfuck Connecticut and says, oh, you know, shucks, it was nice that you came for me. And he says, "Will you? would you go to prom with me? 
And she says, yes. Yeah. The end. Nope. In another, in any other movie. Yep. Buddy, welcome to the third act. Yeah. Uh, and what is that? What a third act it is. Now, this really does just, it really does a hop, skip and a jump plot wise. Mm. Yeah. Stuff happens. Yeah. Um, it turns out that Kim just ditched a porno shoot. Um, and that somehow cost Kelly $30,000. Mm. Uh, and he's decided that he's going to get that money back from our tiny little child man. Yep. Our uh, 17-year-old star. Which, well, the, the 17-year-old, is, like, it's the day of his... Um, uh, he his, has to go to the... He has to do a speech, right? To get his scholarship, mm. to get into Georgetown. And uh, it's that afternoon. And he's going... He's looking through all of his note cards, practicing his speech over and over. His note cards, which just have three points on them, and the third point is just JFK. Yeah. It's eye contact, be charming, JFK. <laughs> um, and then he looks up, and we get horror music stings. As through, looking through the door of the classroom is Kelly looking with a face like a slapped ass. <laughs> uh, who then bursts through the door... Mm-hmm. Storms over, picks up this child, and then drags him out of the room. Yeah. Well, uh, and the te- the teacher's like, "Can I help you?" And like Kelly just shouts him down, right? Yeah. And it's so clear that like that Paul Blart school cop is on break. <laughs> that, but also just like at this point, I'm pretty sure the school called the cops. Like, I'm pretty sure the school just called the cops at this point, right? Because a child has just been abducted from class. Yeah, like it. This is not like a, a hey, uh, I've got a, I'm his legal guardian. Can I speak with him outside? <laughs> this is, he just walks in and drags him out of class, right? While everyone watching. And he's so clearly being threatened. Hmm. Like, why are they not calling the, calling the, the police at this point, right? Like, and well, he, he then takes him to a deserted area. And uh, that tiny little man. So, okay, you know, I'll, I'll keep mowing lawns and Kim can get a job. And we'll, we'll be able to pay you back, you know, in this Your 30 grand, which again, right? Like uh, if you are a producer and you should be planning for the fact that your talent might drop out and leave, yeah, you, in, like, leave you in the red a bit later. Like if you are the genius that invented. They can just say no at any time. If, if you are the genius that invented, what if not, what if porn took place outside of a dojo? Then surely I might, in, you know, ensure my production. Yeah, that that would cross your mind at some point. I'd like to believe. Or you, you know, you find another actress. It's not, it's not impossible to do, right? Like you have another calling. Like, I, I, if you've got the set, just find another actress, dude. Uh, and he's like, okay, well, if you're gonna, uh, if you're gonna pay back in installments, then, well, I, I'm gonna need a gesture of good faith, like a blowjob. And then the slowest fucking horse across the finish line says, uh, but Kim said she wouldn't do that anymore. And he says, no, a blowjob from you, Sonny Jim. Again, with the nonsense. Yeah. Uh, and after having like undone his trousers pretty much entirely, he then just goes, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This was a joke. All everything I'm doing is just jokes that you don't get. Yeah. And instead tells him to steal an award from Big Porno Man's Well, no, no, no. Okay, before he does that, he punches him in the face a bunch, 
because he's like, do I look gay? And then punches him in the face a bunch and then goes like, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lost my temper. Like, would you, you like know. To know? Would you like to know a fun fact? Mm, sure. Did you know that in that scene, Timothy Oliphant was pulling his punches, but he was wearing some pretty hefty rings. Fuck off. Fuck off. This poor kid. Emil Hirsch, wait, hey, Emil Hirsch, maybe if he had shaved his chest hair, the director would have told uh, Timothy Oliphant to swing a little less. Fucking hell. This poor kid. Timothy Oliphant also turned this role down twice before accepting it. What the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with this production? Um, I'll start. It, the production is The Girl Next Door, parentheses, 2004. Um, that's the first problem. Okay. Uh, I think everything this else... This is like a nightmare film. This is like... Um, th- there should be a documentary about the making of this film. Yeah. You know the way that there's a Apocalypse Now and Hearts of Darkness? Yeah. And Hearts of Darkness is actually sometimes considered to be like the better picture. Mm. Yeah. Like The Girl Next Door and then, I don't know, like Arse of Darkness. <laughs> uh, uh, narrated by Paul Dano. Mm. So like... Yeah, but the other thing that we missed is that um, after he's, like, punched, um, like, after Kelly has, like, punched Charman in the face a fuckload, and he's, like, bleeding and stuff, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, like, I lost my temper, like, that's really bad of me, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm out 30 grand, you know, like, um, it's, it's really bad of me, I don't know what I'm going to do, but you know what, like, sure, right, like, um, we'll find a way out of it. Here, take these painkillers. And like, he's, and, and, the, and Charman's like, I don't really want to. And he's like, just, just take them, man. It's going to really hurt. So he takes like a painkiller. Right. Um, and then like, then he's like, okay, I need to steal this award from this dude who like, from like the, from the big shot porn, like King porno. Who fortunately lives in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, and he's like, and, and the plan is that they're going to go and steal this award and then they're square. Right. But this is like the the gesture of faith, I'm assuming. Yeah. Right? Um, So, uh, like, Childman goes into the house and he's sneaking around. And, like, it's shot a bit like Kelly's going to murder him because he's, like, walking down this, like, deserted road with, like, burned out cars and stuff, like, pulling on leather gloves and stuff. Uh, Oh, and you can see um, the, the camera just shows the ground, which is littered with bullet casings. Oh, yeah. Like shotgun shells. Yeah, Yeah. which I'll admit was a... That that got me. I that got a chuckle. A legit, yeah. That got a legitimate chuckle. Yeah, and then they get to the dude's house, and like he's like, "Okay, steal this award, and then we're square for a bit," you know. And like he goes in, and then like Kelly just like waits for him to go in and like start moving around, and he just leaves the house and calls the cops, and he's like, "I want to report a burglary." And then big shot porno man wakes up, and in possibly one of the most imposing shots I've ever seen, he's in these like tight lycra briefs yeah and is standing he he looks like he looks like the statue on top of an oscar you know um so so what happens is that that childman picks up the award which is of course shaped like a golden cock and balls um or just think of golden cock actually there's no balls involved yeah it's just a golden cock yeah uh, and it's for chitty chitty bang bang no chitty chitty gang bang oh okay right um which I think might actually be a real film. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's not up there with um, the Gladiator porn parody. Glad he ate her. Oh, a vor a vor film was it? Oh, hey, that one legitimately exists. Okay, I I didn't come up with that one off the top of my head. Ooh, right, that that's one that I, I I keep that one in my pocket. 
you know, like the way that some people keep a, like a tiny little pocket Bible. Mm. I keep the knowledge of the best porn parody name, Gladiator. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, like yeah, like he picks it up and then he he starts turning around and it's like his vision like pans over this dude and then pans back and he's just stood there like and it's a bit like um you know that Sherlock Holmes game with the where they didn't code in Watson properly for like following and Watson just keeps appearing. Oh my god, I'd forgotten that. Yes, it's. Like every, the, every like the he, early precursor to Slenderman. That's like yeah. what inspired Slenderman. Like, or like the the movement in the Slenderman game. Yeah. Is it, every time you look away and then look back, he's in the corner of your vision as you... She yeah. Was it Slenderman or was it the Weeping Angels? I don't remember. Slenderman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and he then runs after him, and but also sets his attack parrot on him. <laughs> with, with screeches, cradle of balls, cradle of balls. <laughs> This parrot, he's like, kill. And the parrot just like, is like chasing him out of the house. I was hooting and hollering. I want a parrot that does that. That's the most hilarious animal that you can possibly set on someone, right? Man, I, it's definitely like top of the list. It's so good. Well, I, think, I think there are some that would be funnier if it weren't for the fact that a parrot can talk. Yeah. <laughs> a parrot that's like, fuck you, sunshine. Like, it's so good. Like, like having an attack parrot if you're like a rich porn guy is is amazing. Like, I, it it you know I, I'm going to say this as a brief side note. It feels really natural for the character. Yeah, I will say this about the film The Girl Next Door (parentheses 2004). That's earned. It's an earned moment mm. to randomly give the big shot porn man an attack parrot that turns up for about. 30 seconds? Yeah. And then never again. Yeah, no, no, for, like, whoever made that decision, like, it's one of the few good decisions in this Do you film. think the parrot... It's really actually, it's actually funny. Do you think the parrot was just in the house where they were filming and they were like... Well... Yeah. No, because you have to train the parrot, right? Because the parrot actually goes for him. Uh, no, here's, here's what I reckon. They're like, let's get that parrot out of the way. And then... They tried to get the parrot out of the way, at which point the parrot then went for them. Oh, do you mean this is like a porg puffin kind of, like, issue? Like, whether, like, the porgs in, um, yeah. in like... Star Wars Episode Eight, like they were just puffins that wouldn't fuck off, so they had to like write them in somehow. Oh yeah, so they and, like CGI them, yeah. them over. Yeah, uh, no, I, I mean that there was just a the actual owner of the house had an attack parrot, and rather than attempt to kill this parrot for filmmaking purposes, <laughs> they just decided to write it in. Yeah, sure. But they'd already shot all of the other scenes with Big Porn Man. Yeah, so uh, it's like a weird big house, so that's kind of the place that you'd expect to find it. Yeah. It's like that. It's like a house that reminds me of like you know the weird guy from Tiger King, like the doctor guy who like has like he's done all of like the movie work with the, tigers. It's uh, like his house. Okay, well, for, rest on it. Get a fucking load of yeah. You know the weird guy from Tiger King. Fuck you. Uh, you mean yeah, Doc, whatever the one with like the, the cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it yeah. feels like his house. Like. Yeah. Uh, you know what it kind of reminded me of? Uh, it looked like one of the pre-built houses in the original Sims. Yes. Yeah. God, it really does actually. It's a, he, you know, a child man goes in and you, know, you uh, with the command pick up object and uh, yeah then big shot porn man turns and goes flubber uh, flubber yeah <laughs> 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 he's got lots of films where people mm. woohoo anyway <laughs> anyway yeah like uh, childman like runs out of the house with his parrot like glued to the back of his head like biting him. And he dodges the cops and sees Kelly drive off and, you know, flip him off. Yeah. Um, um, calls his mates. 
His mates come and get him. He's like fucked up, right? He's like all bloody from the attack parrot. And then he's suddenly like fucking out of it. Like get, he's trying to get dressed for his speech in like a panic in the car. And then he starts stroking Paul Dano friend. Mm. And then when Kim gets in the car, she goes, oh, he likes to give people ecstasy. Ooh. Uh, and what then follows is, well, well, he's meant to be at this big formal dinner where he's got to give a speech. <laughs> and he's like stroking people's ties because they're like a funny pattern. And he's that dan- was actually a good, that was a good joke. Huh. Like that one joke was pretty good. Him like awkwardly dancing and then, he does like, the whole Spider-Man three thing. Yeah, uh, it, and uh, you're actually meant to think he is a twat at this point. Um, I well, I I don't know if you are meant to think that he's a twat or whether he's meant to be like, wow, he's actually kind of winning people over with his. Yeah, I think you are supposed to think he's winning people over a little bit with how honest he's being, but like it's also like just really fucking yeah, awkward. He right? ends up, like, up ad libbing the worst speech I've ever heard. Yeah, he also makes out with one of the people there. Against her will. Well, no, it's not against her will. He, he at no point checks to see if it is her will. Yeah. When she has her eyes open terrifiedly. I, I think it was meant to be, like... I, I think, again, this is very difficult eye acting. It's, yeah. It, it's very difficult to give someone... Well, if you're, if you're an actress and you're given the directions... You, Wide eye, surprise. Yeah, like... Yeah. S- surprise, subsection, welcome, or mm. subsection, unwelcome. Very hard to distinguish. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But also, like, it is kind of weird. Right? Oh, like, yeah, no, he, he at no point is, like, getting consent before he goes in. Yeah, this. but he's also, like, you know, he's also, I think it's probably, uh, like, fair to say that he's unable to seek consent in his current state. However. It's 2004. It's kind of a weird bit. Yeah. It's uh, a very strange, yeah. We, we were still riding the high of having got through the entire porn convention yeah. without there being a joke about a trans actress. Yeah, oh God, we were, like, we were going, oh, God, there's going to be a trans joke. Yeah. To its credit, the film never does a trans joke. Yeah, no, that. And I was, I, I was yeah. certain when you said that. I was like, oh, that's that's gonna happen. Yeah, and it doesn't. So you know, fair enough. Uh, and so he goes to the, um, uh, he goes gives a speech, terrible speech, but he gets a standing ovation. Yeah, um, it's but, very weird. But because there is justice in the world, uh, he loses the scholarship yeah. to just some other random, some guy. like dweeb called yeah. Brian. Uh, who stole his JFK quote? Yeah, because he w- and we're like, oh, Ryan is a stole his the most obvious, famous JFK quote about like, ask not what you can, what your country can do for you. Like he was going to quote that, and like Brian did it. He was like, well, I can't quote JFK now, can I, Brian? No, that, that's not the most. That's not the most famous John F. Kennedy quote. The most famous John F. Kennedy quote is, "Hey, uh, what's my vice president doing in that book depository with that gun?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, like he loses this scholarship and he's like, oh, what are we going to do? And, and, and the answer uh, apparently is... is um, well, he's going to take the money from um, the important Asian man account. Because, hmm. uh, yeah, he raised $25,000 to get this genius kid over from Cambodia and it, to like... And it's 2004, so that's enough to get you to go to you know a prestigious university, hmm. apparently. Uh, but then, yeah, they're making like a lot of like a lot of very weird like jokes I, about this dude. Actually, right? like, actually, was he even going to? Was he just closing the account because you know you? It, I don't. I actually don't know if he was going to steal the the money to import the Asian guy, or it might have been he was just closing the account because you know it was the end of the the school year and it was time to close it anyway. 
Mm. Either way, it turns out Kelly, who had previously gone to the bank and macked on a, and macked on the bank manager, uh, he went and emptied the account, and somehow the bank manager is able to spin that as being Childman's fault, as she drops a couple of um, racially sensitive comments. Yeah, I'd say like, uh, okay, like and, yeah, and then says like, if if anyone finds out about this, it'll be your ass on the line. Which, I mean, I don't... I, I, if in the universe of the film she's lying to a 17-year-old, very well played. Yeah, she's like, hey, if you are... Um... But yeah, in the language of filmmaking, it is presented in a manner that we're supposed to be taking it as fact. That, yeah, no, the authority that we are presented with in the scene is saying this thing. Yeah, okay, we are supposed to... That is the film. She's panicking. That, she that, she that drops is... a really nasty racial yeah. slur about like, like the the guy from Cambodia. Like it's really yeah. bad. Like um, at this point, it is pointing pointing an AR fifteen at us. This film, like it's dropped slur after slur at this point. Um, uh, but I will say, thankfully, uh, after she said, "Oh, you you got to get if you you got to get the money back by Monday, or else you know everyone's going to find out about this." Uh, you're going to go to. I wouldn't be worried about like. Uh, your principal finding out, I'd be worried about going to jail. And it's like, no, call the police. Yeah, like got- under under, this, under these very specific circumstances, yeah, you didn't call check- the fucking police. Yeah, you didn't check the ID of the guy who just withdrew twenty five thousand dollars. This is kind of on you. Yeah, like you're sure. Like he Explain had this time the- with Kelly. I guess we skipped over the time with Kelly where he was like pretending to be cool with um, Childman and like trying to build him up a bit. Um, and like, I don't even know really know why Kelly does that. Kind of fucking weird, right? I guess maybe so that he gets some ego and then he leaves Kim alone, potentially, is maybe the point of it. Or but also maybe so he can like try and recruit from schools without looking weird. Or it might just be because that's what he needed to happen in the scene. Yeah. So like, yeah, this is, it this doesn't is make kind, any sense. But like, this, yeah, this she is the fucks kind up. Of, this, she gives this is him the, the kind money. of plotting. This is the diamond clad plotting that means you have to try three times to get Timothy Oliphant to say yes. Yeah. And like, uh, he, yeah, like she gives him the money, and then she's like, "Okay, um, like you're you're in trouble, kiddo. Like you got to get that money back in this account." And it's like, no, fraud, fraud protection. Like y- you know that money, you'd absolutely get that money back. It's been stolen. That's like, uh, I I don't know the law, but that feels like bank robbery, almost like like it's robbing from a bank, which I think you know, before being semantic. Yeah, like. I, I do. I genuinely feel that this this is the stupidest fucking plot. Like well, it only makes sense if she's too scared about her job and just lies to him, right? Well, either way, we end up with them having to do. What's the only way that you can possibly get twenty five thousand dollars by Monday? Well, that's right. You make and sell a porno. Yeah. At, at this point, I thought he was like Kim was going. It's okay. I've got to do that. You know, I'll do. I'll do more porn. You know, and he was going like, Oh no, don't! I wanted to get you out of this. You know. And I was like, you do not make $25,000 over a weekend. It doesn't happen. Like, okay, like porn earnings are not as great as the general public thinks they are. Like, you, you don't make that money overnight. Like, it just will not happen. Right? You would be lucky to make that over an entire year in this industry. Like, you don't make $25,000 over, over, over a weekend. It just does not happen. doesn't matter how well-known you are. Right? But, like, selling the rights to a... It turns out that, that, that she calls in some favors with a couple of her 
friends that yeah, the, the couple of porn friends that she was up uh, posing with at the AVNs. Mm. I mean, not the AVNs. Definitely don't call it the AVNs. Yes. Uh, and they agreed to do a, to do like one for free. Which which what? Oh, just for the love of the game. Don't do that, women. Women, don't don't be doing that. Like, especially when it involves um, high schoolers. Yes, don't be doing that. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's weird, right? But like, yeah, it, it's just it's just weird, right? There's no way that's going to happen. But I was like, you know what? Maybe if you can make an idea and then sell it to the dude, who it turns out that the idea is that they're going to make a porn. And then sell it to the guy to to the big shop porno man to Porn King, and then um, and then they get the twenty five k from yeah, that. and they get him on board. And I was like, okay, you know what? That makes some amount of sense, right? Like you could potentially do that. Like producers do make a lot more than the actresses make, which is fucked, by the way, um, because like, and there's another reason that I don't work with studios is because um, they don't. You know, what what the fuck is a producer doing? Like, well, uh, well they're, like, they're, they're producing. Yeah, produ- like pay your camera people, pay your like like so, sound techs, someone's pay got... the people involved in actually making this fucking film. Don't like no, Trin, you're being reductive. If it wasn't if it wasn't for the producer, you'd have no one to belittle the fluffer. It's true, right? And then but, like, then they're talking like, ideas. It, 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 I, like the, the the simple reason that I never wanted to work with studios, um, unless they're like people that I really admire the work of, and they're people that I could I couldn't do this stuff without, right? Like, um is that I, I'm not okay with signing over my image to be used to be make way more money than I will ever see from that scene. Right? Like, that just feels very weird and wrong to me, especially when I lose control of the, uh, the rights for that image. Like, um, like I've never been okay with that. Uh, so, but that's just, that's my own personal ethics in this. Like, I'm not particularly worried about like naked images of me being on the internet, right? Like, obviously not. Um, I'm not even particularly worried about controlling them. It's just that I want to at least present myself in a certain way and it feels weird to sign that over to someone else right like yeah yeah and also for them to just make way more money off it like what are they doing apart from owning the company like that's fucked it's really weird to me that that is a thing um like the actresses should always get like way more than the producer does in my opinion um they should continue to make revenue off these films after a long time after they release i feel in some cases, they probably do, right? Like, in some cases, they actually probably do. They can re-release them after a certain time or whatever. But, like, yeah, it's it's kind of weird to me that that's not more of a standard thing. Like, I know that people just get paid a flat fee a lot, which is, is weird to me. You know what else is weird? Child man, porno friend, and Paul Dano friend, each taking a porn star to prom. Mm. Mm. Which they... well, no, no, child man is taking an ex-porn star to prom, to be fair. Uh, yeah, you know what? At this point, she's pretty. She's quit. Yeah, uh, and but the AV club are kind of swirling around them, uh, filming them. And I was like, "Oh, you're just filming people, underage people yeah, in the, your yeah." They're, they're, I don't think you've got a, a signed release for every single person in the uh, background. At this point, this I prom. sat up and went, "Where are the two two five sevens? In America, you have to have, and, and like indeed anywhere, uh, if you really want to be like super super safe with it." But it is American law. You have to have a form, a, like a form on record that you can produce whenever asked for, called a two two five seven, which documents. It's like a release form, right? It's it's a it's a specific porn release form, as far as I'm aware. Um. Uh. And yeah, it's. It, I was like, there is no way in hell. Well, that even you couldn't use this footage. Like you genuinely couldn't. 
that that even comes up because they find some jocks to slam down with these porn stars because they're yeah that's right they're doing real situation porn. Uh, but it's it's also Kelly's idea, right? Because Kelly was the one who's going. Oh, I should make some porn and like a like just after prom, right? Like get some like actual people who are really like yeah, and they're on their yeah. porn night, like prom night. Just get them to like fuck in front of the camera. Nice, nice little Freudian slip there. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, and yeah, the, he gets the they get the uh, jocks to sign the release forms, and they're they're all heading in. And one of them, the guy that was like, "Oh, party's full," child man goes. Oh no, party's full, and you're like, okay, Oof, nice, uh, yeah, oh, you know, very, very well played. Uh, but tragedy strikes uh, because one of the jocks is unable to maintain an erection for his big scene, uh, and so after after much after much deliberation, child man declares that he will do it. And then we're treated to another kind of fake-out anxiety thing where the principal walks in and, oh, no, it's everyone's seen him doing a porno. Uh, but no, in, instead we get him what seems to be a, a play on the like the last shot of the movie Boogie Nights. Mm. Like Dirk Diggler in his, um, in his fluffing room. Uh, but as he's about to go and... Slam down on this buxom wench. Is it is it called say buxom wench? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's fine. I, or is that like? Well, that's like an eighteenth century. Yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna say, is that like a pirate thing? Yeah. Is that like is that like their word? Yeah. Um, I think you're fine. Yeah. Uh, the pirate, or as I call it, the R word. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, he remembers. Oh wait, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with Kim Bauer. Uh, and also, I haven't checked with her for any of this, so no, I won't do it, guys. And porn friend, he's too busy directing, so who who has to step in? But the the guy that was in Little Miss Sunshine himself, Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. Yep. Golden Globe nominee Paul Dano. <sighs> uh, and oh, it, they 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 all then swan out. Of the prom, yeah, looking like they, yeah, looking like they've just done something much cooler than they have, mm. and uh, yeah, and like Childman like does a gesture to the principal, um, but like in America is kind of like an okay sign to make at your. He flicks like two fingers at the principal, right? yeah, and the think... principal looks genuinely offended, yeah. and I was like, "Fuck, that's pretty brazen." And then I remembered that. In the US, that's just kind of like an okay thing to do. It's not really a swear. Yeah. If anything, and I was like, it, oh, okay, that makes much more sense. Yeah. If anything, it's just the peace sign. Yeah, it made him look way more rad than like the film meant to. For like British viewers, that looks like it reads so different. It looks like he just gave the middle finger to his principal as he was leaving prom with a porn star. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, fuck, dude. The child man has become the child master. He's become the man man. No, the. the Child man has become child double man. <laughs> yeah, and then they and then he fucks Kim in the back of a limo, uh, which uh, you know, fair enough. Yeah, and it, he has it, some nice sensitive sex with Kim yeah. in like what I just I said. That's like my favorite position for like intimate sex, and it, I was it, like, that's quite sweet. It's in the back of a hot, sweaty limo. Yeah, 
But like, you know, the position is nice and it's shot it's shot tastefully and it's quite nice. But it's somehow Again though, it's somehow you are using a you are using a seventeen year old actor to film this weird sex scene with a twenty one year old woman, which I imagine was quite awkward for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh and so then roll credits, the end. Oh, wait, no, nope. somehow it's still not the end. Nope. Because we have one final hurdle, which is Kelly turning back up. And he has somehow managed to steal the videotape. Yeah, and Eli's and, freaking out, right? Like, yeah, porn and, friend, he's, he's, going, he's like, I can't find the tape, man. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm going to extort you. I'm going to show this to your parents and your principal who's here. And then you're And all- I was like, again, I was like, Call the police. I was like, "Mom, Dad, Principal, fuck chops. Call the call the police. Hey, you remember you can ask them. And then when the police turn up, in this very specific circumstance, I think it's fine to call the police, right? Like this dude is like he has uh, abducted. He's been hanging around schools, um, propositioning minors. Propositioning minors. He's been um, apparently like." Weirdly possessive of this one porn actress who, like, he does not have a claim on in any way, shape, or form he, legally. He also um, assaulted a child. He and, assaulted a child and dragged him, them. dragged him out of class in front of multiple witnesses, including his teacher. So he, there's that. He then performed breaking and entering. Yeah. And drugged this child. Yeah. He also then, um, like, he stole $25,000. Oh, Call yeah. the fucking police. And... But no, because uh, well, because this is the girl next like, door. Parentheses, two thousand and four. Call his fucking bluff. Just be like, no, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm calling the police. Like, you've got more to lose here than me. Well, um, Kelly goes. Well, I'll, I'll put on the the video, the VHS, and it starts playing. And oh my god, it turns out it's actually not really a porno. It's just a sex ed film. With porn stars in it, yeah, it's like a racier sex ed film, which they they have actually made those. Yeah, yeah, those, and, those exist, yeah. right? And um, it actually, you know, his parents are like, huh, that's you know, this is interesting. Yeah, and his principal's like, this is fucked. Yeah, this is some fucked up shit. But the kids today are fucked up. So what do I know? Yeah, and, and this might actually reach them. Well done. Yeah. I think you've really got something yeah. here, Childman. And, and Kelly's like, oh, I've been stymied. Well, time for me to leave the film. Uh, but we do have a in the intro to the sex ed thing. We have um, I think it's a it's a really tastefully done joke. Um, oh, I fucking forgot this. So uh, you've got someone saying, <sighs> "Yeah," because the reason I was shooting at prom night is because much like in that earlier seventies sex ed film they were watching, it was stressing how many people will try and lose their virginity at prom night. And one of them says, "I lost my virginity at prom night. How about you?" And the other lady says... Warning now here, viewers, right? Like, uh, if you have, like, any, like... Um, yeah, just like, skip 15 seconds a few times. Yeah. Uh, like, this one actually is bad. This is a bad joke, okay? Like, especially for, like, assault as, yeah. a, as a child. Like, this one's bad. Yeah, you might be able to see the writing on the wall with this yeah. one. But, yeah, she says, I lost mine when I was 10. And you go... And it's, she sounds genuinely sad. Like, And I was like... This was the point... You know how I said earlier, uh, like, something had lodged itself and a fish hook in my brain where I thought I'd seen this film before. And I remember thinking, even as a kid, when I saw this film, right? Which in itself is a bit fucking weird, right? Yeah. 
Like that that is that itself is fucked. Yeah, like I think okay, so I would have been thirteen, I think, when I saw this film, because that was my it was my it was my first year of high school and I went through the middle school system, so I would have been in year nine. So that would make me thirteen, bordering fourteen when I saw this film. So and, that uh, makes sense with the timeline because it had just come out on DVD. Yeah, again, as for me as a thirteen or fourteen year old, I would have gone hog wild for this. Yeah. But like that one joke has lodged itself in like a fish hook in my brain. And I was like, that joke seems familiar because this must be like, I, you remember I even said, I, they, they always do this in these films. Yeah. I don't think they always do this in these films. I think, I think I've this seen film. this film before. Uh, well, either way, it turns out that uh, horny sex ad is, is going to be a massive hit and it's made tons of money for everyone involved. Millions. So, yeah. Millions. And uh, now he's been able to pay his way to Georgetown, and they've imported the Cambodian. And I'm going to yeah. After the money was stolen, you saw the uh, you saw this like genius Cambodian kid like, crying and to his mother. Yeah, like... and he just went, "Oh, they fucked me. They fucked me real bad." And his mother just went, "Son of a bitch." And, and that... it's kind of like he's thinking about it. So it's again, it's again, yeah. he's like manifesting his like yeah. terrors, right? But, like, but the way that he's thinking about it is like it's again very racist, right? Like, oh, but like, the, I think the fact that the closest the movie gets to actually, like, because when you start off with here is like, man, this is an incredibly low bar. Mm-hmm. And so here is like a, a genius Asian character, and they they are going to be a part of the plot of this film. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the the film has racist jokes, but they are racist comments that other characters make about the Asian mm. character. I was just glad that the actor himself didn't have to humiliate himself. Yeah, well, no, he did. Yeah, because... But I, I, I was, when he said, they fucked me real bad, I actually did think he sold that line fairly well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, that, that scene still feels a bit off to me. Like Either way, it's it's not great. I think you're but, supposed to like laugh at him a little bit, right? Like, yeah. and I get that the idea is that it's supposed to be like Childman's, like he doesn't speak, um, like whatever language this dude would speak, but like, um, come here, okay, um, like, but so he's like thinking about how he would say it. I do get that, mm. but like, it just comes across still a yeah. little but weird from, from like, like minute one. I was so steeled. For there to be something like derailing my like, yeah, I, I mean, this is not me giving the film credit. There's this the is me there's going, the rice related comment that the bank teller makes. You know, like that that is pretty fucking bad. That one did, I think. Elicit, and then there's uh, the, you know one, there's that, the porn actor doing the like the the teeth thing and the the like the, the R's. The uh, the bank teller one I think did actually elicit a fairly large wow from me. Yeah, I think we both were like oh, slack jawed, like what the fuck? Like, where did that even come from? Yeah, like what the fuck? Like that that, like, was, that wasn't even like that was like an extra credit racial joke. Like yeah, you, like you, there was no need for that to be in the scene. Like that, there's that, no need for any of it to be in. Oh, oh no, but, I mean, but like that I mean, one in you know how it in, comes out of fucking left field out of nowhere. Like, like you know how in some of the scenes it would be like. Oh, oh yes, let's put a racist joke in here because we need the joke. Like with that, they were just like, let's kind of, kind of throw a racial comment in here. This is not like 
the joke of the scene. This is not, this like, is not like yeah, this like is not a joke of the time that still fucking sucks, right? Yeah. But like you can you can see at least that they needed to put a joke in. This is just they threw in some racism, like presumably to make out that the bank teller is bad, maybe. Yeah. But like, imagine if I was it's fucked. Imagine if I was building a driveway, and I had a driveway, and the driveway wasn't good, but the driveway at least served its its purpose. And then I went, you know what would look great on this driveway? A landmine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had, yeah, the bank teller freaking out, serviceable driveway, and then went, no, this will not do. And they just went, you know, they took up a couple of the bricks and they put down 90 kilograms of high explosive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. Where but were any, we? Where were we plot wise? Anyhow. The kid gets to come and oh. do and do like school in, yeah. in the states. So good for him. And but like Childman is now a millionaire. He goes and meets him at the airport. He hugs him and goes like into his ear like quietly. You better cure cancer, kid. But, okay. And like it's supposed to be kind of like this like oh you know I went through hell to get yeah. you here kind of thing. Fuck off, oh, Childman. I uh, I I I didn't I didn't really have any strong feelings about it because throughout the film they'd be like this guy's like the new Einstein. He could cure cancer, and so. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I was still like this poor fucking guy. Like he doesn't know what you went through for this. Like fuck you. Like imagine, imagine that's like the first time you meet the guy that like funded you to come over here, and you're like so like happy and like, hey man, like thanks. Like I really get to start my new life now. And he goes, you better fucking cure cancer, you piece of shit. Like uh, so, uh, what think- the fuck? What did I do? Like, can you imagine? Like, it'd, be, it'd be very difficult to take it personally, given as it was coming from uh, a child man. Even even still, right? Like I'd still be like, what? What did I do wrong? I thought you wanted me here. Oh, like I, it's it's fucking weird, right? Like, uh, uh, yeah, no. Like it, I would be like, what? What? The fuck did I do to you, but <laughs> dickhead? I, I'm, but I'm, I'm willing to chalk that one up to comedy rules. I, I guess. Yeah. Like you know, don't, don't like don't take a, the the comedy like, like meet meet it halfway. Okay, I'm trying my hardest. Well, again, this is just to make this. This is a film that I gave a one and a half star rating yeah. to. Any any time at which I seem to be de- yeah, defending the film should not be because I thought the film was good, or that I thought it made good choices, mm. or that I thought really it had merit. Mm. So uh, yeah, it, it ends with him going to fucking Georgetown University, uh, and, and and you see people at like various colleges watching the sex ed video. Yeah, and Paul Dano has like a massive dick in the bit. With but, the, he, like, but he's wearing a fencing mask, so no one knows it's him. Yeah, see, because the fencing, the fencing come thing back. came back. Because like, um, it's weirdly like, it foreshadows a lot of pointless shit. Mm. Um, but, um, about 10 minutes in, I think we had decided that Porno Friend would probably turn out to be gay, which, as we've discussed... Mm, he doesn't. In a later film. Like, in, a, in a film later, they would have done that. Uh, but we also... At about the halfway point, pretty confidently said that Paul Dano was going to turn out to have a massive dick. Mm. Like that, and I've got to say, sneaking in that confirmation in the last like twenty seconds of the film, uh, but while it's doing this like "where are they now" thing, they're literally playing Barbara O'Reilly by the Who. Mm. It's looking, yep, that's me. I guess you might wonder how I got in this position, and it's like you even you even see Kelly who's doing fine. He's producing a porno. And he sends him a box of cigars. Yeah. So how does this fit into the 24 canon, do we think? I think... Well, because at the, the very Kim end... Is the, like... the absolute end, absolute end of the film is you see him. And like, what about what I remember about my high school? 
I'll remember like what the three legs of the tripod of him and his buddies, and I'll remember the girl next door. That's the name of the film. Roll credits. Mm. We we made it through that slog, I- and, and in only five minutes longer than the runtime of the film itself. Oh, sick. I mean, to be fair, we're actually breaking shit down a bit. But like, oh, that, that film was breaking shit down. Yeah, the the, the shit in question was us. Mm. I, I this was an interesting watch for me. Um, like as someone who is in the industry and uh, or like tenuously, not in this side of the industry, but like you know, certainly like knows it a bit. Um, but like, uh, yeah, like I wish they'd just given her a bit more agency. Like, uh, but. Just from the 24 point of view, it is very funny to see Kim in peril again. And it's so funny to see Kim in peril. Well, again, this is um, a big part of this whole project, uh, which, as you'll see, especially for our absolute Christmas special coming up, is partly to interrogate the the mindset of the 2000s. Mm. And this has been... We have machetes drawn hacked our way into the undergrowth of the sexual politics of 2004 yeah it's 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 weird right like it's very weird like you can see you can see that the film is starting to realize that they should maybe respect women a little so there's seeds in there of like hey um you know we shouldn't just use this as like like she she's an actual person you guys but it misses the mark so hard with how to do that it's it's like it's a film that recognizes it's going to age badly but not but not with the same level of self-awareness that would allow them to be good yeah uh, the fact that it it says the um like it, it dropped the only reason i'm not just saying it because i'm very comfortable with that word uh, you know we said frog earlier right yeah. like um uh yeah like with that like particular homophobic slur um, the fact that it's very comfortable with dropping that multiple times throughout the film and like with no, like even from like characters who were supposed to sort of identify with um, it is something that I think is a bit weird. Like, and I don't I, I, like, surely you see that coming. Yeah. Like that. Surely you see that that's going to age your film extremely poorly. Like, cause it, it it's not even in the context of like, like, a joke making fun of gay people where when you get, when you get those, you know, that when writing it, they're like, haha, this stereotype will remain funny forever. It's just them literally including, Hey, here's a hurtful word. Yeah. Here's some homophobia. Maybe just to throw in, just, just, you know, for, for character. Yeah. Just to throw in as punctuation. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. Right. Like that particular thing, I I always get like offended on the behalf of like other, um, like other people on this, this podcast. And I never get offended on my own behalf. And like, this doesn't particularly offend me because like I use that word about myself all the goddamn time, right? Like it's an uphill battle to get I, stop using. I it. called myself that like about fifty times this week, right? It's just kind of I'm very comfortable with it. I don't care, right? Um, but like at the same time, not cool, filmmaker. Like not cool. Like it's the only reason it doesn't. And, and I think this is maybe like a an argument for my myself for like um you know, reclaiming that has made it have less power over me because I was just like, oh, that's fucking weird. But all right. Like, I wasn't, like, upset or anything to hear it. Like, it was just like, huh, cool, I guess. That's that's fucking weird. Well, um, hopefully the director will be able to do better when in 2022 for Netflix he releases the remake of The Girl Next Door. He, he isn't, 
That the look of absolute terror. Oh my god! Yeah. No, so you know what else is coming out in twenty twenty two? Oh god, what's coming out in twenty twenty two? The film where Paul Dano is playing the Riddler, and I genuinely thought you were about to tell me that it was the same director, and I was about to throw up. <laughs> like Paul Dano just leaning, riddle, riddle me this, Batman. What's long and pink and attached to me? Oh, Uh, end it. End my pain, please. For context, uh, Paul Dano's role in the film wasn't to have sex, but to be used as a dummy for which uh, a condom should be put on. Yeah. So the jock just came in and like spaffed everywhere the second that like a pretty girl looked at him and held a condom, which is very funny, actually. Mm. Um, Uh, Yeah. So this is. It's not a good film. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and we've been waffling on for a while now. Um, I, I, I'm glad. I, I'm really hoping some people like this format because I think bonus episodes now and then are fun, right? Yeah, I think I preferred looking into the dark more that is the global war on terror than I did looking into the fucking morass that is the early 2000s like, slightly naughty rom-coms. Yeah, no, this was awful. Like. Uh, it was it was better than we were both expecting, but like that's only because not by much. That, like that's only because we, we we I think we had deliberately calibrated our expectations to be as low as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so, <sighs> well, I hope Kim's new holiday. This is how she gets all her boyfriends for the for in between seasons. That's yeah, what I said like straight away. Yeah, right. She just walk, she wanders around and just the first like weird like midwestern looking dweeb that just goes like oh hey oh. Childman is about to become Sans Lim of some sort, I think. <laughs> we, I swear to fucking Christ, Sam, if we start doing season four, and you know how Kim is no longer a character, really, but she's sort of there in the background. Well, if she like now a... has a boyfriend from the Midwest who is going to his prodigious university, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. Uh, if anyone here has been watching Succession, then I, Tom Wombsgern... Or however you fuck pronounce his name, is 1,000% the kind of guy that I imagine Kim Bauer would be dating currently. So, that's a little one for all you HBO heads. Mm. Anyway. Um, right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see you in... Uh... Well, I'll yeah, see you when either... Oh, fuck, our usual sign-off doesn't work, because we'll be doing... When are we doing the next recording for this? Who knows? How does tomorrow evening sound? Oh, a peek behind the beef curtain for you. That's foul. Yeah, I've been holding that one for ages, trying to find a reason to use it. Fetid. Um, yeah, well, should we say what we're doing next week? Uh, uh, we, we are... Well, it it's a real-time early 2000s thriller um, starring Kiefer Sutherland. Mm. Yeah, that's right. We're doing the show 24. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my notes were um, a little bit ruffled. Uh, we're doing the movie Phone Booth. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, which we found tonight. Yeah, which I had... Which we stumbled across and yeah. were like, fuck, that's perfect. I, I somehow knew that there was a real-time mm. Kiefer Sutherland thriller from the from the early 2000s, and then just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Much like, like I did with this fucking film. I still can't believe they showed me... They, it has to be this film. Like, bits of it feel, feel familiar. Like, I, um, I, And I, I thought it felt familiar because it was like, that's every film at the time. But that one joke is so weird to have... I still remember. That one joke is definitely a joke that I've heard before, and I don't think that's a joke that you can repeat in a lot of these films. I, I still remember. Um, I think that's too fucked, you know? I still remember seeing it when I was 11, uh, watching 300 on the bus on a classics field trip. 
I think that's better. I, I think there's something seriously fucking wrong with the teachers at my high school that they showed me this. This is before I went. I moved to go to another high school. And probably for good fucking reason now that I've investigated this. Yeah, so that, say what you will about that other high school. At least they knew that, you know, the, the go-to thing should be super bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, signing off. Yeah. In the, See you in a, a week's time if you're you and also us. Uh, good night. Good night. <laughs>